Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Miss Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, Mr. My, Mr. One and Only, Mr. Brian Bayford, a.k.a. Big Sarge. What's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing today? Hey, man. So, we, you know, we kind of went over a couple things this past Saturday going over to the college uh, football world. Man, I thought we'd start off the show, man, kind of still venturing in because I know yesterday morning, um, the college football playoff committee actually unveiled the uh, top four teams and for the uh, college football playoffs. And we have um, Alabama as the number one ranked team. We have uh, Clemson as the number two. Notre Dame, Notre Dame got in as a three. And then surprisingly, I was a little shocked that uh, Oklahoma um, was able to get in in that, uh, that, that fourth and final seeded in the uh, college football playoffs, man. You think they got the, com- uh, the, did the committee get it right this year, man? Yeah, I think that the committee got it right. There's no possible way that you could put a two-loss Georgia in, um, in into the college football playoffs when you have, uh, you know, especially, I mean, who wants to see Kirby Smart choke against Nick Saban for the third year, and I mean, for the third game in a row? We've seen them choke two times this year already at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. The national championship game, they choked in the second half. The SEC championship game, they choked in the second half. So, mm-hmm. who wants to see Kirby Smart get outcoached again by by Nick Saban? Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. You know, I think I think if you had to tell me is Georgia the fourth, you know, one of the top four best teams in the nation, I'd probably go on go out and say yeah. But like you said, baby, nobody wants to see another uh, another choke party. You know, a third game with our third game in, in practically a year's time frame between these two teams where. Basically, we kind of already know what the outcome is going to be with, you know, either Kirby Smart, you know, just becoming a choke artist or, you know, Alabama steamrolling them. Um, you know, I know Saturday I kind of went on my my, uh, my little, uh, what they call my soapbox about Notre Dame. I don't think they're a top three team. Um, I think Clemson is going to show them why they shouldn't have been a top three team or a top four team, I should say. Um, I think that if you were going to sit there and be able to flip things around, I think... Um, Notre Dame's going to get exposed the most. But here's the thing about this, BB. You know, I think I think we got to take, take a look at it as a macro, too. So we got Alabama that's, you know, a national, nationally, you know, regionally, uh, they're, they're a well-known team. Nationally, you know, some eyeballs do kind of turn to. Um, you got Notre Dame that possibly has the biggest fan base in the nation as far as fans go. Um, Clemson's right around there. You know, they're a known team as well as Oklahoma, once again, another, another regionally team, man. So I think... I think what the committee was also trying to do is all, you know, you also got to think about it as a business, you know, these sponsors, you know, these networks pay a big money to, to, to air these to air these games. And I know last year, if I wasn't mistaken, I think last year the college football playoff was on New Year's Eve and they got a lot of slack because the ratings were super duper poor. And I think this year they moved the games to the 29th of this year. Um, so, so it's going to be, you know, so I think right now, um, you know, I definitely think that they're trying to, they're reaching a little bit, trying to figure out, you know, where they can make the most money. So, you know, they're not having the games on the New Year's Eve. Um, they're trying to get some big time teams. But, you know, like I said, Clemson's going to show the nation why Notre Dame shouldn't even be in the top four team. But, you know, that's another story for another time. I already went on my soapbox on that on Saturday. No need to carry it over today on this Monday. But, um, you know, if, I, if I'd have seen anything, I mean, I get why people say Georgia should have been in there, but at the end of the day, like you said, I would have rather seen either A, Oklahoma get in there, or B, uh, Ohio State get in there and just see what it would end up happening. I think uh, it'll be definitely interesting to see what Kyler Murray brings to the table against Tua, 
um, who just, you know, those two in particular were just named the finalists for the Heisman Trophy uh, award winner that's coming up this Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. And then, you know, like I said, um, you know, I, I, man, we might see, what is it, Alabama Clemson 4? Would that be, would yeah. that be, it'll be number four, right? I'm thinking that's going to be the national championship there. Yeah, well, no, well, would it be, no, it'd be three. Is it three? It'd be, yeah, because last year uh, Alabama played Georgia in the uh, championship. But they Remember played. They but they beat. They, 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 they beat Clemson in the first round, didn't they? Yeah, but I thought you meant like as far as championship. Oh, was oh I was just I didn't about, know if you. I was just game. talking about yeah. general. Yeah, just in general, in the college football playoffs, we don't have it. What is it? Part four. Part part three. Part th- part four. four. Yeah, four. you're right. Part four. Part four. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, man. But uh, um, I guess my thing too is this: is when it comes to this college football playoff, I wonder why. I wonder why we need to see. The uh, number four, I mean, I'm sorry, the number five and 16. Like, we know Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Like, why do I need to know that Georgia was number five and Ohio State was number six? I mean, I did, I did not know that college football set it up to where <laughs> if Alabama can't show up, then Georgia will be like, yeah, I mean, Kirby, they get a phone call from Nick saying, hey, man, uh, I won't be able to make it. Can you play Oklahoma this week? And we'll, we'll play, you know, we'll catch back up next week. Like, why do I need to know? About that, that Georgia and, and Ohio State was number five and six, bro. Well, yeah, you really from five all the way down to what, 20, 25? Like, I mean, exactly. I, really, I really could give two hoops about, you know, what happens after that because at the end of the day, if you went to top four teams, who cares, right? Right. That's how I feel. Like, we just know that Georgia was the first one to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, when they had the losers at number five, Georgia, right. here's your consolation prize for getting, uh, for choking in the second half of the game. You're the first loser. Right. Which I will humiliate you just a little bit more outside of the fact that you, you know, your coach called a, uh, a fake punt uh, right. in the middle of the third quarter, which uh, fourth, third or fourth quarter, which didn't make any sense. I Bro, it, the last five possessions for Georgia was punt, punt, fake punt, punt, and then at the end of the game, they turned, you know, the game ended on downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so once again, I think. Uh, Kirby Smart got uh, coached by his, you know, by Nick Saban, um, which I mean, it's kind of hard. It's not too many people in this nation that can even say that they can outcoach uh, uh, Nick Saban. I think Dabo Sweeney comes to mind. Urban Meyer's gotten his number a few times, so um, there's not too many people that are out there, man. But I want to, I want to end, I want to end the subject real quick and just kind of moving into another question, man. Is it time for the college football playoff to expand to six to maybe eight teams? Because I, I don't think we got a good enough example of the top, the, the, we got the best of the best teams going in. And uh, the reason why I say that is I think if you could do it with eight teams, you could either do the top two teams get a bye or they get like a home playoff game, kind of like how the subdivisions do under the Bulls, the Bulls, uh, Bull division games. The subdivisions, they get to host the home game. Um, do you think, is, is it time to sit for expanded to maybe six to eight teams? Because I think so. I think it is. So, like, I, I don't know if I want them to expand it. And, and, and the reason why I don't want them to expand, I like the four games right now, but if we expand it to six, then we're going to start talking about expanding to eight. And then if we expand it to eight, then you got a team like Washington State that is sitting at like number 13 that feels like it should be expanded to 16 because now they feel like it's a, a, a Pac-12 bias, um, you know, towards them and they don't get a chance to be seen because their games are played so late, buzz it is buzz it, and next thing you know, man, you look up, it's gonna be a top twenty-five. I, so I, I think eight it would be a far stretch. I think six would be okay because if you look at what it's the top six teams, we got 
with Bama, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia. Number six is Ohio State. Number seven, I believe, is uh, I think UCF, and I don't know the number eighteen is off the top of my head. So, I mean, once when you get past to what is that six to eight, nobody really knows. Like nobody really cares. You see what I'm saying? So if you do it at six, I mean, if you're that seven to eight team on the bubble, I mean, who like like you said, who really cares at that point? Because I mean, we already sat there and said just the top four, the, you know, the college football playoffs between five and twenty-five. Who cares? Like, no, nobody cares. Y'all, are, you know, you guys are going to go to a constellation bowl game. That means absolutely nothing. Comply, comp, you know, crying, complaining about your star players getting ready for the draft, which I think they should, um, and then they're going to keep it moving. Uh, so I, I think if you leave it at the top. Uh, only reason why I'm gonna say eight DB is because UCF has gone undefeated two years in a row, and they have not gotten a chance in one in the uh, in the college football playoffs. So I mean, we had it a few years ago with Boise State. Um, they 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 made a run for their, uh, the nation's money, and you know they sat there around the table. Um, there's been a couple other teams that come to my mind right now that I can't. That's kind of slipping right now, where there's been you know some good, not in the top five power conferences that have balled out and you know deserve to play with the big boys. Yeah. So, I, 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 the exact same way. So I mean, move, you know. So that that's my thing. Um, I would like to see it maybe possibly six, no more than eight. Um, like you said, because once you get to eight, I mean, who really cares about nine, ten? Um, like you said, then you got a n- number nine Washington team that lost three games, complaining about they should be in. And I mean, at that point, I mean, I ain't really trying to hear all that. Exactly, me either, bro. <laughs> I am not at all. <laughs> so I mean, we're going to wrap that up on the college football side, man. I thought we swing on over to the pros where they play on Sunday, man. What game stood out to you most, man? So uh, I'm going to tell you the Chargers and the Steelers. Yeah, and the reason why I stood out the most because I'm like, okay, so finally somebody's going to show me uh, how somebody's going to show me um, how they put the Steelers or the Chargers over the Texans. Like I need to see this. So I watched him and, and I wasn't I wasn't impressed by either team. Yeah, and uh, I think I know you and I I know a lot of people have been uh you know on this Chargers down. I personally have been on the bad work at the Chargers. And I think I think this win against the Steelers is probably their most quality win. Um I know they I think they've already lost to Kansas City. Um, this year, I think they lost to the LA Rams, um, but they 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 haven't beat a really a quality team, and I'm not even so sure if you can even consider Pittsburgh a quality team right now. They're like they're they're getting the injury bug is hitting them left and right. The defense, I mean, the defense played pretty good in the first first half, and I turned around and it was 30 30, and I said, what what in the world just happened here? I thought they had their game in the bag at halftime. So um, the consistency, they're just super duper inconsistent, and they just don't know how to put that foot down when they they got their foot on the opponent's neck, man. Yeah, exactly. So, um, do you think, so let me ask you this, do you think uh, the LA Chargers are, uh, can they beat the Texans? No. I don't I'm going to so. tell you why. If you if you break the game down from last night, that Keenan Allen touchdown catch was a fluke. That's mm-hmm. the first. They got away with, uh, they got away with 14 points on penalties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Side note, bro, they are about to bring in Mr. Butt Fumble, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, I was just about to say that after he was done with your spill and kind of break into that. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, so and then you know, like I said, they they scored 14 points off of um, you know, off of uh, of, of the calls that should have been penalties. Now, Derwin James, the the uh, the defensive back for um, the Chargers, he's real. Mm-hmm. 
He's real. And uh, I like that, that, that kid that's backing up uh, Melvin Gordon and Jackson. But other than that, no, man. I don't know. Like, Phillip Rivers is one of those guys. I don't even know what uh, what he's doing sometimes. Well, he's very he's, – he's, he's over here trying to make a 5-on-5 basketball team. I know it's him and his wife are expecting the ninth child. Um, so, I, I know that he's on the verge of creating his first ever 5-on-5 basketball team that uh, off of his family. He's the, he, he seems like the kind of person, like, you know, he's dipping his, like, you know how uh, Chick-fil-A, they give you that ketchup, you know he's dipping his fries all the way. You don't know how just barely go in. His pull-out game so weak, he dumping the, the whole waffle fries the ketchup because he, he don't have no pull-out game. None at so whatsoever. Like, you know, she must be just super-duper fertile. But, I mean, I mean, congratulations to him and his wife. You know, nine kids is a blessing, you know. Um, I don't have any kids, and I don't even know if, I would want one, let alone nine. So, um, shout right. out to all the shout out to all the parents out there. I know you were a parent as well, BB, but hey, he can <laughs> have he can. I guess, hey, I guess he can have that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the Chargers, man, it's just a team that I just I don't believe in, man. Like I, I, I've never believed in. I've always thought that they get into the, these these high profile games and they just fold like you know some a cheap folding chair. So you know, I'll worry about them when they play against the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots or you know, kind of over there where you at, man. Uh, that I want to talk about it is the Houston Texas man and I think that this is the most slept on team probably in the league right now um if you'd have told me you know three weeks you know three weeks into the season that these this team can run the table um I would have told you you you, you crazy man like I, I need you to go ahead and submit the drug test immediately if you told me something like that but I mean they've done it they've literally ripped off nine games in a row the defense I think that defense that defense front the defense of the front seven that the, uh, the Texans have is probably by far one of the best front sevens in the and it's probably one of the most slept on uh, units in the league too. You know, here's the thing too. The 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 strongest part of that defensive unit is their linebacker court with Bernardrick McKinney, uh Whitney Merciless, uh Dylan Cole, um and on yesterday Zach Cunningham had a pick six and they also have um Just Oh me. my god. Well no 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 I'm talking about linebackers. Oh, linebackers. Uh I can't think of the guy's name. It starts with a B. God dang it, it's a slip my mind. I'm gonna have to get my roster that I got in a minute. But um so um, um they have a strong linebacker core and they all play like the exact same way. Attack, attack, attack. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's one of the reasons that's the staple in their in their defense. Outside of course, you know, Watt Clowney, uh Reed Johnson, uh Joseph and uh Honey Badger. And mm-hmm. so uh, they have uh, one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, they don't have the best defense in Texas. That belongs to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. But they do have a really good defense. And on yesterday, man, it, you know, they confused Baker Mayfield so much. And he was 13. He was 5 of 13 for 46 yards and three interceptions in the first half. Mm. The only reason, he looks like he had a great game. They, um, they, they padded the stats towards the end of the game. But uh, yeah, because the Houston Texans went uh, defense went Romeo Cornell went to playing the zone, mm-hmm. so the guy started sitting down in the zone or finding the open spots in the zone. Mm-hmm. But when they really wanted to attack Baker Mayfield, they they attacked him. Yeah, yeah, and they they they, they made him literally look like a rookie. And one thing, you know, I know you named the cats on the defensive side of the ball, but. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson is looking like the Deshaun Watson before he tore that ACL. Um, the running back, uh, the running back, oh, he played in Miami. I can't think of his name right now. What's the running back's name? Start running back for y'all. Uh, the star running back for the Houston Texans is yeah. Lamar Miller. Thank you. I couldn't He's think the of fourth leading. 
Yeah. Fourth leading rush. Yeah, so, you know, Lamar, like, they, they've been running the ball. Lamar Miller's been super-duper consistent, super reliable. But, you know, I think one thing that they haven't been doing is they've been having to ask Deshaun Watson to do too much, be part of that do-too-much game. Um, they have He hasn't had to play beyond his means, if that makes any sense. They're doing that, asking him to do what he can do, and it's working. But, I mean, I think I think it's time – I think you got to start putting him in that area of the Houston Texans are probably, you know, probably up there with the New England Patriots far as the second-best team in AFC, man. Say, say that one more time. You say that they, you think they're uh, uh, right up there with New England. You talking about the Houston Texans? Yeah, I think they're the second best team besides New England. So here's my hot take. Um, you know, for for the end of 2018, I think that the Texans are actually going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Mm. Ooh. It, it all listen. All they have to do is win out. New England drop a game, and I see. You know, I, I can see uh, Kansas City dropping another game. They got a mean schedule coming ahead, by the way, too. So uh, you might be right about Kansas City dropping some games in the near future. Um, kind of going to transition over there, man. I know, you know, we talked about the off-the-field issues that the Chiefs have been running through. Um, they they let the Oakland Raiders stay in the game all the way up to the last minute of the game, of, of the, of the game yesterday where they be defeated the 40-30, to 30, man. Um is there starting to be some holes in the Kansas City Chiefs cheese, man? Because I think so. Well, I, I've been saying that the defense isn't strong. Side note, though, uh, I'm pretty sure John Gruden had uh, uh, aneurysm on yesterday and said, like, <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing trying to win games? Right, yeah. Like, you are, you are messing up my draft picks. Hey, Do I'm- not win games. I'm not going to lie. I even thought the same thing. I said, what in the blue H-E double uh, uh, hockey stacks are going on over here? What, what are y'all doing? We ain't out here trying to win games, but here's my thing, D.D. Even if the the Raiders are so... They're just such a tricky team. They don't know what to do even if they had the number one pick overall in this year's draft. That's how that's how zero confidence I had in the Raiders. They don't know what to do with all these picks. The Cowboys have become a lot better than what they thought, so that's looking like a mid, a, a mid to late first round draft pick. The Bears are in the same predicament as the Cowboys, so now you went from having possibly two, you know, maybe top 15 draft picks to one, one, you know, probably the number one overall draft pick all the way down to we're looking at what, 22 to 26? So you have two, you're going to have two late first round draft picks. Yeah. So all that, so you got Khalil Mack for basically a, a, a guy who may or may not pan out well. And then, you know, trading away Amari Cooper. I mean, these trades are really looking bad right now. If you look at it, hindsight, the hindsight, it's looking really, really bad. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm just looking at it like, wow, this is, uh, I don't know what the Raiders are doing. But, um, uh, you know, getting back to the Kansas City Chiefs, I just, listen, I didn't trust their defense before, and I definitely don't trust their defense now. You have to, with, and the reason why I don't trust their defense is because of the offensive side of the ball. And look, Spencer Ware is no Kareem Hunt. At all. And I think that Kareem Hunt helped out Patrick Mahomes a lot because of his skill set and because of the talent that he did have in his, in his football, uh, and, you know, his football prowess. And so I just don't see it anymore, bro. I just don't see it at all. Yeah, I don't see it at all either. Um, I know they keep banking on Eric Berry, but Eric Berry missed, missed a significant time of his uh, uh, of his career as well. I know he he gone through a whole leukemia situation. He beat that. Um, he missed a lot of time last season. I think he's only played one game this year as well. And Adrian Peterson is out here looking like he's playing for the University of Oklahoma, just running off ninety seven yards, I think. Oh wow! Uh, so, here's the thing too. Wow, yeah, that is. 
Oh wow! I didn't. He still got it, bro. Yeah. But um, here here's the thing. Was that how, how many yards was that? Ninety. Oh, a good bit didn't break Lamar Miller's uh touchdown uh um, record this this year. But um, here's the thing when it comes to um uh, uh what, what we were talking about. Oh, I was gonna say, I'm sorry, I got distracted by the run. I, Me too. Like, I did. I'm sorry. One of my favorite running backs, bro. And I'm saying to myself, wow. But uh, you you know what the Kareem Hunt uh release. You know, him being released from the Kansas City Chiefs did, right? Uh, no. Saved Andy Reid. Uh, uh, saved Andy Reid from another uh, collapse this year. And they're going to say, well, he didn't have uh, Kareem Hunt. And so that's going to extend him two more years of being able to make an excuse. Because at some point in time, you do realize that Andy Reid is going to collapse, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you just have to pull that subject up into, um, into what I'm about to lead into. Because I... Um, this is what we do. You always cover me and I always cover you. So I'm glad you was able to save with the same. Um, you brought up a good point about as far as Andy Reid's job security. Um, speaking of job security, we saw the great Mike McCarthy's job. He, uh, he was relieved of his duties yesterday. Uh, what did you think of that, man? Do you think it was too soon? They should have waited to the end of the season? Or this is something that should have happened uh, years ago? So I guess you don't listen to uh, the Sports Business Podcast hosted by uh, Mr. Town Business, Eric Compton and uh, Big Sarge. How long have I been putting Mike McCarthy on the hot seat, bro? Like, I put Mike McCarthy on the hot seat, like, at least... I think we both ago. have. I think yeah. both of us have. So, yeah. with that yeah. means, go, go ahead. I was just going to say this is that, you know, so I've been going back and forth with some Patriots, I mean, some Patriots, some Packers fans today. You know that there are some Packers fans that are blaming Aaron Rodgers? I heard that. I heard that he was sabotaging uh, what was going on. Well, you've seen that he also did say that... Uh, he also said there's a report that came out that said he was changing uh, Mike McCarthy's plays at the line. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. Me either, bro. I mean, he's 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 Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if anything, Aaron, he's had that job long enough. I mean, long because of because of Aaron Rodgers. But I I I I, I think I said this uh, on this podcast. Podcast. If not, I know I've said it somewhere else. Aaron Rodgers has been pissed off for a very long time with the uh, with action with the Packers organization. See, like he asked for his money, and which rightfully so, he deserves his money. Mm-hmm. He's the top five quarterback in the league, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So, not with, with, with that being aside, you go in and you get rid of his quarterback coach and Alex Van Pelt without him even knowing. Like you didn't even consult him; you just right. fired Alex uh, Alex Van Pelt. Right. All right. That he probably could have got over that, but then you come back and you get rid of Jordy Nelson too. Like this is something. And if anybody knows Aaron Rodgers, and I mean not personally, but know his demeanor, like the, Aaron Rodgers carries a, a grudge. Anybody who don't even get along with their own family, bro, right? You right, know right, that right. And once he finds people that he's close to and that he trusts, and you fire them without, and then you come back and you say we don't have to make these, we don't have to run these decisions through Aaron Rodgers. He's just a quarterback. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, I got it. And then I told the guy too today. I was like, "Well, Aaron, I said, you know, you, you're talking about that. Uh, you know that it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. Well, how about you play without him? We seen how he couldn't even take a couple of plays off being hurt. Week one, exactly against the Chicago Bears. Like, do you like that? Can be every week if you want. Absolutely, absolutely. So I got to thinking about that, and you know, like you said, here's here's my thing. Um, I think you and I talked about this last night. If and I'm probably going to catch a lot of heat for this one. And I think you already know what I'm going with. Um, so here's the thing. 
if Mike McCarthy deserves to get fired, why are we not looking at Sean Payton the same way? You said that, bro. You did say that, and I looked at that, and I'm saying to myself, <sighs> but Sean Payton doesn't have a bad rapport with his quarterback, though. However, comma, he had, didn't, was, how long did he get suspended for Bounty Gate? Was it six games, or was it a whole season? It was a year. He it was, was a year, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. So, so let, let, I know him and Drew Brees are like two peas in a pie. Like, them, them dudes go like full, but you know, full flats like an A-track. But if you match up Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy's coaching resumes, and you sat them put them sad side by side and didn't put the names back to it, they're identical, BB. They both have one Super Bowl win. Their, head, their win-loss as head coaches are almost practically the same. I think, in fact, Mike McCarthy has a better winning percentage than Sean Payton. But yet, he has an elite quarterback in Drew Brees, a first ball of Hall of Famer, who's probably might be one of the top two or three players that might um, be in contention for the league MVP this year that, you know, he kind of gets a free pass as well. I don't know, man. It's, you know, I like I like Sean Payton, maybe because I just don't like Mike McCarthy. And I, I just like... Because I like Mike McCarthy. I, I, I've been a big fan of Mike McCarthy, believe it or not. Since when, though? I mean, like... It's been going down the drain like ever since. I'm gonna tell you this too. When they got rid of Todd Montgomery, because I felt like it was petty, <laughs> I was like, you know what, man? First of all, this guy went from being wide receiver to your running back and didn't complain about right. it at all. Right. Did not complain about it at all. But yet, you know, when when the time, just like he said, ain't no loyalty. I get it. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I don't think I I see the comparison what you're saying, but I don't see. You know, I, I just see Sean Payton. Well, his job's not yeah, his job's not in jeopardy by no means. But I was just saying that if you're gonna look at things from a macro spec perspective, like I do, I mean, you kind of I would look at it and just say, you know, I'm just bringing that up as awareness. Is that if you're gonna fire this dude right here, you also got to look at some other people, um, you know, who don't look like they're up performing up to par as well. And it might be the glitz and the glamour that New Orleans got right now, where they're just falling out of control. But at the end of the day, you know, they got lost in a fluke fluke way in the uh, division around last year um, in the playoffs up in Minnesota. Uh, you know, they were, they were what, an onside kick away from getting embarrassed by the Colts in that Super Bowl as well uh, about 10 years ago. So, just saying, not saying nothing wrong about Sean and Peyton, but I'm just saying, if you wanted to sit there and, you know, start looking at some other people that have been earning their paychecks, you might want to look at him as well. All right, that's, that's all I'm bringing. I'm just bringing up awareness. I want my folks out there to keep game. And just pull up the head coaching records of Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton. And it's almost the exact same thing. That's all I'm saying. I definitely, I definitely understand, bro. Uh, I mean, that, and, I, and, I'm, and I, that was interesting research. When you brought it to me, I was like, you know, I never thought about that. But, I mean, man, the city of New Orleans love. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he ain't going anywhere. He's, he's secure. Yeah. He's secure. He plus, got- you, you drop a game to the Cowboys, the, the, the division leaders compared to dropping the game to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm like, Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. So, just wanted to bring that up. Um, one thing, you know, you talked about, you know, you was debating with some folks about the Green Bay Packers. Um, I've gotten a lot of slack that, uh, or not slack, I've been getting grumblings about why I don't talk about this one team in particular. I'm going to switch sports real quick, BB, and that's probably one of the last thing we're going to touch upon um, real quick. Um, I've gotten a lot of slack that we don't talk about enough Laker basketball. Um <laughs> And we don't we don't really cover the Lakers. Lakers. So this one individual said, you know, um, how come I don't really talk about the Lakers? And my my answer literally was, why should I cover a team, or why should we talk about a team that's not even the best team in their own building right now? Um, with that being said, 
Um, with that being said, I thought I'd bring up the Lakers because, you know, I don't think they've really been making... Here's my thing about the Lakers, and I'm just going to, you know, uh, ask what you think about them. Do you think, one, they're going to get a big-time free agent this year? Two, um, what's going on with them? Because I don't see nothing out there that makes me think that Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, or Brandon Ingram has been... Their game has developed with LeBron James being there. Uh, I'm the exact same way, brother. And I'm on I'm on a side note before we talk about the Lakers and say, you know, it's interesting. I heard something this morning uh, on the radio, and this guy called into another sports show and was talking about, he says, you know, everybody's saying that the East has gotten better because LeBron James left. He's like, but I think that LeBron James saw the writing on the wall and knew that the East was going to be better. And so uh, he left. He, he left and came out to the West so he wouldn't be able because he knew that his that Cleveland team wasn't going to be able to compete and he seen how strong that the East was getting I'm saying to myself you know I guess that kind of makes sense with that being said this Laker team you don't really know one this year you don't know who they are two I mean if if Kawhi Leonard does come to LA that's only because Kawhi Leonard wants to come to LA I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it, and, and the L, L.A. is not as as attractive as it used to be. It's mm-hmm. not. People don't want to run out and play mm-hmm. for for that franchise mm-hmm. anymore. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, 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 and plus, I mean, you, you look at it like this, too. LeBron James does not have a history of attracting big-name free agents. Never has. No. You got to think about it. He got Chris Boss in a signing trade deal to get him to go to Miami. Um, I I just don't see and like I said, I can't sit there and not, I can't sit there and give team any type of credit that they're not even the best team in a building for compared to a Clippers team that wasn't even supposed to be sniffing a top eight team right now. Um, so here's the thing. Here's here's what I here's what I took away from it. So I looked at over a couple of things. I've looked at about five or six Laker games, and I'm gonna be honest with you, BB. One, they're boring. I don't see no excitement on this team. I think there's a lot of hype. But here's one thing about LeBron James. He has never been a guy who could develop young players. If you look at Mario Chalmers, you know, he was the little brother that they picked on the whole time when he was in Miami. Uh, when he was in uh, the Cleveland the first time, he was a young cat. So he had Odaskis. He had uh, 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 Mo Williams and cats like this, seasoned veterans that were around him that they just were able to plug this young dude in and play along. And then he goes back to Cleveland, and he had a Kyrie Irving, who was an established superstar. They bring in Kevin Love, who was another superstar whose games regressed so much to the point where they were th- they were using him as a scapegoat. Um, so LeBron James has never been a guy who can develop young players, and it's showing right now uh, with Kyle Kuzma. I think he's kind of flattened lined. I've never been a fan of Brandon Ingram. I think he's, I mean, he's kind of putting me in that same mindset of Andrew Wiggins. And it's like you said, as far as a free agent coming to to the Lakers, man, I'm gonna sit there and say this, I'll, you know. Um, this the people keep saying that Katie, you know, Katie's on the move. Yes, he's probably going to be on the move, but he's probably going to go to LA. I mean, not LA, but to the New York Knicks, if anywhere. Um, Kyrie Irving is a free agent this year. I could see him staying in Boston or going to uh, going to the Knicks as well, just because he's from there. I don't see him. He's not going to LA to play with LeBron. That's very evident. Jimmy Butler seems to like it there in Philly, so I I would be surprised if he leaves Philly. Um, you got Kawhi Leonard who. I mean, this dude out here signed a New Balance shoe deal, so that should tell you what he's what his mindset is. Um, <laughs> um, Clay Thompson, I, if the Warriors are going to keep anybody, it's going to be Clay Thompson. So I don't see the only thing that I can see is Anthony Davis getting traded to the Lakers. Other than that, I don't see a big time free agent coming there. And like you said, BB, nobody really like LA ain't that place no more. Ain't nobody trying to go to LA because if that was the case, 
they would have got Jimmy Butler. They would have got Kawhi Leonard. They would have got somebody besides with LeBron who just sat there backfired and thought that they were going to get two, two big-time free agents this year, and it didn't work. So that should have been a sign right there from the get-go. And second of all, I hate to say this, BB, this is Kobe Bryant's fault. This is why this is Kobe Bryant's fault why L.A. has not been an attractive destination city. Oh, wow. So wait, are you saying that because, you, you, because of Kobe in general or because of Kobe's contract? I'm going to say because two. So A and B. So you're, you're absolutely right. So I'm going to say A because nobody wanted to play with Kobe. Um, and B, because of that contract where they couldn't afford to bring anybody over there. I think they should have did the Shaquille O'Neal thing and got rid of him. They should have sold so low, sold low instead of buying high. And that's what they ended up holding them over where they couldn't even contend. They catered too much to Kobe Bryant. I get it. He won you two championships or five rings, really. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what have you done for me lately? Even Michael Jordan had to leave the Chicago Bulls, evidently, eventually. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, superstars it, it, have had to be moved on. Exactly. Here's the thing with the with the Los Angeles Lakers too. E, you you look at it like this: like if I'm a free agent, if I'm a big time free agent, I'm saying to myself, okay, first of all, who's coaching the team? Is it Luke Walton or is it LeBron? Okay, even though y'all don't have a definitive answer, who's going to be coaching next year? That's what I need to know because y'all not going to keep Luke Walton. I already know that LeBron is running this team exactly. Didn't LeBron and Luke Walton come in like the same year? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Like, yeah, LeBron James. Yeah, I think he was a teammate of LeBron James, too. You know, that's the equivalent to E. That's the equivalent to a, to you or E4 and another E4 trying to put you at parade rest. You'd be like, boy, <laughs> if you don't get out of my face with that. <laughs> like, are you people. practicing to become an NCO? Right. Like, if you need help because you're going to the board or something, I'll help you. But put me at parade rest, boy, I slap the cowboy dog, cowboy yeah. dog five minutes at you. Yeah, 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 man. I would, yeah. So um, it ain't happening. But yeah, so that's my thing about the Lakers. That's the reason why I personally haven't talked about the Lakers because why should I talk about a team that ain't even relevant? Well, I could talk about the Clippers. I could talk about the Toronto Raptors. Side note, BD, I know you and I talked about it a few weeks ago on your show. I'm I'm gonna have to recant my words and say Kawhi Leonard might be the MVP of this league. So I'll go on wax and sit there and say that. Uh yeah. Well, I mean, the season is still young. I, right. I and and I want to see. I feel like uh, this is just gonna make you laugh. Uh, Russell Westbrook may make a case for another MVP. The way that the Thunder are playing. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, they have a really good team. The second thing is, don't be surprised if uh, either like the Greek Freak or Kevin Durant wins the MVP. Bruh. <laughs> really? <The Greek> freak? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you don't think the Greek Freak will win the MVP? You Didn't I say that on your show already? You did say the Greek Freak, didn't you? <laughs> that was my argument. You know what? That. Yeah, you did. You did say the Greek freak. You that was right, my so. argument. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, at the time, man, listen, bro, I get caught up in some of this hype, too. <laughs> so I'm the one that said Kawhi Leonard, right? Yes, and I said no, the Greek. No, so I said, you said Kawhi Leonard, and you, I said no. And you was like, oh, you're going to pick somebody from from the from your team? I said, nah. I said, I ain't even thinking about somebody in my conference. I said, it's the Greek freak. Yeah, you did say that, bro. <laughs> hey, man, listen, bro. I'm about to be 47 years old. Don't try to uh, let the church say amen for that. I'm, I'm just trying to remember what I had on last week. Uh, nah. <laughs> hey, can I, look, while we're still talking to NBA, I, I, I want to ask you something, man. Sure. I'm going to talk about this on the show tomorrow, but I want to talk about it on the podcast right okay. now. Okay. So, Patrick Beverly. So, like, morally... 
he was right, but he's such a dirty player that nobody wants to tell him. Like, bro, you're right. Like, you're right for what you did. To but by, Smith, the right. token, by the same token, you put out, you knocked the dude's tooth out. So, Tools. for those of you all who will be listening to this podcast and don't know, on last night, Patrick Beverly got kicked out of the game uh, against the Dallas Mavericks after he uh, bounced past the ball into the stand at a fan who he, he says, Said he kept saying "f your mother, f your mother," and uh, Patrick Beverly said he did go to the referees and tell them. He told the refs, you know, he told his coaches, he told the refs, he told security that this guy is this guy keeps doing this, and nobody did anything. Now the guy comes back, the fan comes back, and admit that he was having a back and forth with Patrick Beverly. He did say something about his mother, but he said he didn't cuss him. And so I understand Patrick Beverly like, yo, bro, I'm not going to let nobody talk about my mama. But you can't say that on the same night that you knocked the dude's tooth tooth out of his mouth. Yeah, man. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'm starting to get tired of Patrick Beverly. You know, I think about the incident he did with Russell Westbrook where he practically almost he probably cost it the thunder the championship that year where Russell, he did um so you know he's he's been known as a dirty player he's been known to be petty side note did you know patrick beverly mama won like the grand prize on prices right like this past summer he, he, and you know why i know that What's up? you know why i know that because you told me that i did you yeah you the one told me that yeah i did <laughs> yeah well, there you go Hey, man, I don't remember what I had for lunch as well today, man. So, I don't remember telling you that. I remember seeing that on a Yahoo uh, website. I said, wait in the world, what, what's this dude mama doing on, on The Price is Right? But, uh, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I've never been a fan of Patrick Beverly. Like, I know he's one of those players that, you know, that everybody want him on your team, but if he ain't on your team, you hate him. But, you know, there comes a time and a place where this dude out here knocking folks' teeth out, getting people's, you know, people got to get surgeries on their knees and whatnot. Like, bro. I get that you play with 100% intensity, but at the end of the day, bro, like, you out here jeopardizing people's careers, man. So, um, you know, who's to say Russell Westbrook would have never came back the same, you know, the same way that he was, the, the freak of nature that he is now, let alone, you know, I think it was right around the same time when Derrick Rose had those knee injuries as well. So it's kind of a scary situation that uh, Patrick Beverly's put that uh, put Russell Westbrook through. So, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying about it, but, yeah, uh, you no. know, he did. Go ahead. I was going to say, here's the other thing, E. Here's the other thing. On side, uh, you know, on the flip side of this, like I'm saying to myself, wait. First of all, what the hell is going on in Dallas where these fans feel like? Because you remember, KD got fined twenty five thousand dollars because he told the fan just uh, shut the f up and watch the f and game. That was in Dallas as well. So I'm saying, hey, Mark Cuban, what the hell are you allowing your fans to get away with? And why do fans feel entitled that they can just say this? to these NBA players just because they bought a ticket. Well, look at Mark Cuban. Like, look at the way he sits and berates the referees right there on the co- uh, on the sideline, right there in the, where he sits next to the players. Like, he does it too. Um, side note, didn't Rodney Hood knock a phone out of a out of a fan's hand? And was that in Dallas too? Was uh, I, I remember James Harden taking the fan uh, taking the phone away from a, a Utah fan last year. I know I know Rodney Hood did it too. I don't know if it was in Dallas, but no. But I, to answer your question, BB, it starts with Dan, Dan Mark Cuban, you know, and the, that whole organization already got some shaky stuff going on with you know inappropriate actions taking place at the workplace as it is with their front office personnel. And then you got you know Mark Cuban out here just being able to do whatever he wants to do, and you know money ain't a thing for him. So you know here's what I you know here's what I remember. Remember about the military, you know, and you know when the military when you get in trouble, we have the uh, UCMJ 
Article 15. So if you get in trouble, you know, they sit there and, you know, they may take rank pay and things like that around. But one thing that I remember seeing soldiers, it wasn't about their rank getting pay taken away. It wasn't about their pay getting taken away. It was about their time taken away. So now when you get in trouble and if you get maxed all the way out, it's 45 days extra duty. So that means it's 45 consecutive days where you may have to come to work at the booty crack of dawn and stay literally till midnight, past midnight. They only give you enough time to go to sleep, literally. And, and the army, the army is only required to give you four hours of sleep, and it's not consecutive hours either. Exactly. So what soldiers used to sit there and freak out about, it wasn't about their rank being taken away. It wasn't about their pay being taken away. It was about that time that they had to sit there. And that's what I think the NBA needs to start looking into. Okay, Mark Cuban, you don't want to sit there. We get it. You got all the buku chips and whatnot. Let's go ahead and start suspending you games. Let's go ahead and take you out of the element and you just worried about Shark Tank and, and, and uh, having having whoever the second uh, ranking officer is to uh, oversee the team. That's what I would sit there do. And, but I mean, what, what another thing, E? What, what would you? What do you expect from a team that has a seven a seven foot center beefing with a five seven five eight guard? You know that DeAndre Jordan and JJ Barrera don't like each other, right? Well, I mean, who does DeAndre Jordan get along with, though? I know he he really thinks he's more than what he is, bro. And I'm saying to myself, you have one skill set you can dunk. And he is nothing more than a glorified Clint Capella. Yes, a yes, better that's version. Why they, they look the same on the court. You're right. He's nothing more than a good guy who could do a PNR, pick and roll, catch a lob, get about 15, 16 boards, block about three shots into the fifth, fifth row. But I mean, other than that, you can't guard the perimeter. Somebody does a pick and roll switch on you. You can't sit and guard a, a, a Russell Westbrook or James Harden or anybody like that. You about to get take, you. You're not. You can't make free throws, so they're going to take you out of the game in the fourth quarter. So you're basically a first to third quarter player because they're not going to leave you on the court during the fourth quarter because and you're such and a liability. Exactly, and it's sad because it's sad, E, because you're gonna waste the talent of Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic. Yes, definitely, definitely. They, they're gonna just waste their talent. They're gonna drive them into the ground, and Luka Doncic is going to just be the next Dirk event. That's it. Absolutely. So, with that being said, man, I know we covered a lot of things: college football, pro football, a little bit of NBA, man. Uh, we got to definitely uh, wrap it up because you know we're covering. We're, we're definitely looking into this. Uh, Eagles and the team from Washington, D.C. football game on this Monday night, man. So, that being said, man, who you got for your big dummy today, bro? So, for, okay. I would love to give it to the entire state of Florida just because uh, it's Florida. But I'm going to give it to uh, I, I'm going to give it to just a specific part of Florida, bro. And, um, and, and, and what I mean by a specific part. So, my big dummy award goes to the woman who tried to stab the man in the Dollar General. Tried to stab the man in the Dollar General because she farted in line. He told us it was stinky. And she tried to stab him because he told her her fart stinky. <laughs> Bro. What? I was saying to myself, wait a minute. This had only in only in Florida does something like this happen. Right? So, okay, so side note, the Dollar General. I, I stay away from the dollar. It's two places I stay away from that because I don't want to get be on World Star. And that's Dollar General and the Waffle House. Like Dollar General and the Waffle House are like the exact same place to me. I mean the exact same place. So you have this woman in line and she farts. And he tells her that it stinks, and she tries to stab him. Hey, man, in the great words of uh, Mr. Ricky Smiley, uh, he goes, you pooed it. You supposed (laughs) to say, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, so that's who my big dummy award goes to, that lady. Oh man, so I know backtracking 48 hours ago, we gave a combined big dummy award to uh, Kareem Hunt out of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I wanted to give my big dummy award, I'm gonna give it, because backtracking, uh, I'm gonna give it to Kyrie Irving. Um, and I'm gonna give you a little quick little backdrop of what why I'm giving Kyrie Irving a big dummy award day. So um, it, it was right before Thanksgiving, Kyrie Irving sent out a tweet, which he deleted immediately after saying F Thanksgiving. Um, so um, he he deleted he he said at Thanksgiving being that the fact that all of a sudden um, he claims that uh, his mother was part Indian, uh, who's an African American mother who's part Indian um, out of this one tribe, and then Kyrie Irving I think either this past season or the season before last goes to this tribe wherever his Indian descent tribe is, and they name him whatever Indian name that they give him like Riverwalk or. Uh, John Redcorn or whatever whatever the name they gave him and um, he got the tribe tattoo on his neck or his arm um, and then he wanted to sit there and say that he doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving and that uh, uh, you know the, the the pilgrims took the land away from Native Americans blah 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 but um, Kyrie Irving didn't you just have an all white uh, boat party when you won the NBA championship <laughs> back in 2016 um, isn't your baby mama uh, ha- ha- part don't you have a white baby like what do you mean <laughs> so uh, Kyrie Irving you deserve the big time of the award today just because you're the most contradicting person I've ever met in my life um I think you smell yourself a little bit too much, but at the end of the day, um, you're going to sit there and say you're Indian all of a sudden, but yet you out here throwing these all-white bird boat parties. So, okay. And then you're going to sit there and try to clean it up saying, well, you know, I believe in everybody should be able to spend time with your families and whatnot, but... Wait right. a minute, what? Yeah, so yeah, he was just basically, yeah, so one, one day he goes, at Thanksgiving, and everything that it stands for. And then he takes the tweet down and he was like, well, that's not what I meant. Um, I was just saying that, you know, everyone should, everyone should be a lot of time to spend time with their family and friends. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, you've already said they made a fool out of yourself something and saying the world, the, the earth is flat. And then you want to try to play it off talking about, oh, like, y'all was just, y'all really took me serious. Come on, brother, earth ain't, like, bro, you sitting out here saying these stupid things, acting like a child, and then you want to sit there and hit him with the whole, you know, Jerome from Martin talking about, ooh, ooh, I was just playing. Like, nah, bro, like, you can't be sitting there saying stuff like that because folks really take you serious and then you want to try to try to sit there and when people start sitting there ridiculing you and making you look like a zip damn fool that you are you want to try to backtrack it oh man i was just playing you know i, I know better than that nah bro it don't work like that man so Kyrie, Kyrie. go ahead oh go ahead no go ahead my bad bro i didn't get y'all nah but yeah Kyrie, you definitely deserve a big time in your day and low-key i hope uh uh uh, uh tony rosier ends up taking the spot so uh, uh, here, here's the thing with Kyrie. Before we get ready to go, Kyrie, it, he loves attention, and he's not getting it. Like nobody's talking about Kyrie as far as being, you know, back to how like they were talking to Kyrie, about Kyrie before, and he misses attention. So because he's not getting the attention, he's trying to do everything he can to make you say, "Ooh, don't forgive me, don't forgive me." Here's the thing, man. Nobody cares. Here's my thing. I don't see anything particularly okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. My optics don't see anything really spectacular about Kyrie Irving. I think I think Russell Westbrook is a better point guard than Kyrie. I still take Chris Paul over Kyrie. Um, Steph Curry's up there, but I mean Kyrie, like he's a defensive liability. Yes, he sat there one. He took the game winning shot in Game Seven NBA Finals. That's probably what he'll be going down for. But Kyrie has never been able to stay on the basketball court as well. He's been a health liability. Exactly. So my. 
point exactly. So, hey, Kyrie, have fun with your all-white party out there on them, uh, on them yachts, bro. But I'm going to stay over here on the seaside, man. Huh, for real, for real. Hey, man, tell me we can find you at BB so we can uh, shut this thing down. Hey, you can find me at Big Star Sports with the Z.com. And uh, all my social media, um, all my social media stuff is on there. Uh, also, if you have the TuneIn app, uh, every day from six to ten a.m. If you go to KTXL, Houston preeminence. But if you just type in KTXL, Houston preeminence will come on. You'll hear me uh, in the mornings from six to ten, and then from three to five p.m. on uh, Sports Talk with Big Sarge on uh, the legendary KYK ninety two point three FM. You can listen live uh, if you go through the app as well. Right, and you know, uh, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Monday Compton. You can also find me on Facebook at Eric Compton as well. You can also find me on the BigStarSports.com uh, website as well. I put out a couple of pieces. BBI owe you a piece. I promise you, that's a non-commitment. I'm gonna give you a piece this week. Um, you can also find me on the legendary KYLK every Thursday at 3:30 Central Time, um, where I host my own town business segment out there on the legendary KYLK. But other than that, man, I ain't got no alibi fire because I ain't trying. Do no extra duty. So, uh, with that being said, BB, I'm out. I'm out. All right, y'all have a good night, man. All right, man. Uh-